sisir. The text for the sermon this day is the text you just heard. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we are taking part in what is the Easter Vigil. Vigil simply means to keep watch. You think of when Jesus was arrested and the disciples fell asleep and Jesus said, could you not keep watch one hour? And so the whole idea is training us to spend time in God's word and in prayer, keeping watch, not for the resurrection, but for his return. But see, Holy Saturday is a day of tension. It's a day of contrast. And I'm hoping you caught the quick notice, the change, the shift in tone of the service just a few moments ago. From the first half of the service, it was dark. The only candle that was lit was that one. And there's actually some practice, is that the, and some churches will actually have the practice that the entire altar area, the entire chancel is bare. There's no paraments, and then they get added in right when you saw us unveiling everything. But it's all to carry that contrast. Because the reality is, is Holy Saturday is a continuation of the Good Friday service. And it's the reality is that on that first Saturday, it was not a day of joy. It was a day of tremendous sorrow and grief. Think of what it had to have been like for those disciples. They did not do very well that night before. Jesus was arrested. Now, the word disciple literally means follower. But they abandoned Jesus. They did the very opposite of what a disciple is supposed to do. Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Peter, though he was under no threat at all, denied who Jesus, that he, not only that he was a disciple, he denied that he even knew who Jesus was. And then, and so you think about all those events. They had been playing through their minds. The disciples wondering, how did they not see that Judas was going to do this thing? He had been with them all those days and all those weeks of all those years. Could they not have noticed that he was going to do it when he did? The disciples ashamed that they fled. Peter, he saw the face of Jesus. He heard the rooster crow. And so imagine that that image and that sound is seared into his mind. He cannot let it go. John was there for the crucifixion. He saw the nails go into the hands, go into the feet. He saw the crown of thorns. He saw the spear, that death pierce, go into the side of Jesus and into the heart. And out come water and blood. He saw it all. I imagine it had to have been playing through his mind over and over and over. Like a horrid, terrifying rerun. 
And they put all their hope in him. He's the Christ. They said it. Peter said it. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. None of the disciples knew or believed that anything good was coming from this crucifixion. Because Jesus died in the most convincing of fashions. So you can imagine the defeat they would feel. How could he be the Christ if he is dead? How could he bring salvation if he is dead? Now they should know the answer because Jesus told them over and over. And, you know, they didn't hear it. They didn't listen. They didn't believe it. And I know what we ought to sometimes say, well, I was, if I was a disciple, I would have believed that he was going to rise from the dead. No, you wouldn't. Literally, no one did. Not even his own mother believed it. No one believed that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. The Easter, so the Easter vigil begins in darkness. We begin with black. And you hear the readings of the Old Testament. It begins with creation. And that wonderful, the last words. I thought this is quite striking. Once I could get to it. It says, So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And even in verse 2, it says, And on the seventh day, God finished his work. Notice that word, finished. What did Jesus, what was one of the last words from Jesus on, on the cross? It is finished. And now, on that Saturday, he rested from all the work that he had done. And then you hear other texts from the Old Testament. There's actually an option, I think, of up to seven texts, I think, from the Old Testament. And even as long as those were, I trimmed them down. So, but the reason is, is because all of them. So you have, like, for example, you have the flood. God delivering Noah and his family, eight persons at all, from the floodwaters. God delivering the people of Israel from the hands of Pharaoh at the Red Sea. Or that reading from Daniel, which is the traditionally always the last reading of the Old Testament readings, where God delivered the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I still maintain the coolest name in the Bible. Somebody needs to have kids and name their kids one of those names. You gotta work, that's homework for somebody that's having kids. But he preserved them, he delivered them from the fire. And so on this most holy of night, we, are, we recall how God indeed was delivered. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, was delivered from death. He was delivered from the power of the devil. He was delivered in the fact that he rose from the dead. And when we say that Jesus rose from the dead, this is not just some nice, pious story to help us get by. It is a historical event and well attested to throughout the history. So many of the evidences, we know that the tomb was empty. The very first witnesses were women. 
In the first century, if you wanted to make up a lie, you would not use women as the witness because in the first century, if they, and even if a woman was the only witness to a murder, they would say nobody saw it. That's how low women were treated in the first century. So if they were to lie about the resurrection, they would not have women as the witnesses because nobody would believe it until the 1900s. Furthermore, every one of the disciples confessed that they saw Jesus risen from the dead. Up to 500 people, as you heard in the, the litany earlier, all confessed that they saw Jesus risen from the dead. And do you know what they got for it? Do you think they got rich? Nope. Do you think they had an overwhelming, wonderful status amongst their people? Nope. They were all executed. At some point, one of them would have said it was a lie. But do you know why they did it? Because it wasn't. Because Jesus indeed rose from the dead. And so I continue with this pastoral homily written by St. John Chrysostom, which is a traditional reading as part of the Easter Vigil, written in the 4th century. If any be a devout lover of God, let him partake with gladness from this fair and radiant feast. If any be a faithful servant, let him enter rejoicing into the joy of his Lord. If any have wearied himself with fasting, let him now enjoy his reward. If any have labored from the first hour, let him receive today his rightful due. If any have come into the third, let him celebrate the feast with thankfulness. If any have come after the sixth, let him not be in doubt, for he will suffer no loss. If any have delayed until the ninth, let him not hesitate, but draw near. If any have arrived only at the eleventh, let him not be afraid, because he comes so late. And if you want to look for reference on this, look for the parable of the vineyard. For the master is generous, and accepts the last, even as the first. He gives rest to him who comes at the eleventh hour, in the same way as, same way as him who has labored from the first. He accepts the deed and commends the intention. I enter then, all of you, into the joy of our Lord, first and last. Receive alike your reward. Rich and poor, dance together. You who fasted and you who have not fasted, rejoice together. The table is fully laden. Let all enjoy it. The calf is fatted. Let none go away hungry. Let none lament his poverty, for the universal kingdom is revealed. Let none bewail his transgressions, for the light of forgiveness has risen from the tomb. Let none fear death, for death of the Savior has set us free. He has destroyed death by undergoing death. He has despoiled hell by descending into hell. He vexed it even as it tasted of its flesh. Isaiah foretold this when he cried, Hell was filled with bitterness when it met thee face to face below. Filled with bitterness, for it was brought to nothing. Filled with bitterness, for it was mocked. Filled with bitterness, for it was overthrown. Filled with bitterness, for it was put in chains. Hell received a body and encountered God. It received earth and confronted heaven. O oh, death, where is your sting? O 
Oh hell, where is your victory? Christ is risen, and you, O oh death, are annihilated. Christ is risen, and the evil ones are cast down. Christ is risen, and the angels rejoice. Christ is living, risen, and life is liberated. Christ is risen, and the tomb is emptied of its dead. For Christ, having risen from the dead, has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. To him be glory and power, now and forever, and from all ages to all ages. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Please stand.